0: welcome back to your haunted holiday this is lisa and i'm Lindsay. and today we're going to be talking about a place that Lindsay has not done any research in so it will be another kind of surprise for her um this is a place that is pretty fancy i gotta say like i was surprised at the prices we'll talk about it a little bit later but it's also you know very notoriously haunted in southern florida It was extremely famous back in the 1920s, extremely ritzy and glamorous. And what does ritzy and Glamour include in the 1920s? Of course, the mob. So if you're into mobster stories, we're going to get into that a little bit as well. I just love hearing about mob stories. I don't know why, Lindsay. (laughs) It's very like Marty Scorsese movie. That's why. And you know, I love some Marty Scorsese movies for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm excited to talk about this one today. It should be fun. This is your haunted holiday at the Biltmore Hotel in Coral Gables, Florida. All right. So when I was researching this episode, Lindsay, you know, a lot of the times I, there's a lot of shows that have already been done on it. And there is a lot of research that's been done on this location in the past from, you know, some, you know, I would say like amateur ghost hunters and stuff that have put their stuff out on YouTube, which had some really good videos, by the way, if you guys want to look those up. And I will talk about one of them a little later in this program. But I got to say, I did not actually find that much from some of the major programs I feel like shows like Ghost Adventures they have done so many locations it's wild they have covered the gamut Um, but this is one I don't think they've covered at least not that I was able to see when I was looking it up because usually I just kind of run across those things as I'm researching So the Biltmore Hotel this is not by the way the famous Biltmore huge estate and there's another hotel in Florida in Clearwater Beach also called the Biltmore Hotel this one is the one that's closer to Miami so it's in the very southern Florida region and it is huge. And if I were to describe this, if if you're somebody who's ever been to Las Vegas, if you think, Lindsay, about how some of those hotels are built at such like a massive scale, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? That's what this place reminds me of whenever I was looking at videos of it or photos online. It's just built to this crazy amount of extravagance. And it was actually built originally in 1926, and it had a $10 million budget to be built, which doesn't seem like a lot, but actually in 1926, that is a huge amount of money. Yeah, it's significant. It is. And just to give you an idea of the scale of this place at the time, and actually for years afterwards, it was known to have the biggest swimming pool in the world at this hotel and the pool was one of those things that actually pulled in a lot of guests and people that would go they would have these extravagant aquatic shows with like synchronized swimmers and dancers even like alligator wrestlers and stuff like that as part of this pool so it wasn't just a hotel they would have these aquatic shows and they had you know of course a grand ballroom where huge events would take place They also have like kind of a country club and renowned golf courses. So this was when it was built in 1926, a very big deal. Some of the frequent guests included FDR, Judy Garland, Bing Crosby, and it's even hosted royalty. Now, one of the guests that caught my eye, of course, was Al Capone, Al Capone, the famous mobster, from Chicago and run all the liquor and everything during the prohibition. It's crazy to think that back in those days, Lindsay, you couldn't drink alcohol. You couldn't sell alcohol. Like it was prohibited. How did these people live? (laughs) How much alcohol do you drink? I don't drink that much alcohol. Let's be clear. I mean, I have been known to have a drink or two. Don't get me wrong. You're downplaying that. But seriously, sometimes you just need a cocktail, and we no would doubt. have we would have no Tipsy Lindsay moments without you know some cocktails. One hundred percent, this is true. That's like a requirement. Especially you're on vacay. They've got a giant pool. They have aquatic shows. Yeah. Right. So this is a time during Prohibition, and apparently. The mafia in general from all over the country, especially like the New York mobs and Chicago and Boston, they love to vacation in Florida. This was like their vacation getaway. And apparently, based on some of the stuff I was reading, it was kind of like known as no mob family like messes with another mob family in Florida. Like it's kind of like free reign. Nobody necessarily owns any territory We just all want to get along and enjoy the sun and and the palm trees right right so this is where everybody went and actually al capone did buy a mansion there on the famous palm island in 1929 so he was very well known as were a lot of other gangsters and mobsters and you know al capone bought that mansion and have you ever heard lindsay of the saint valentine's day massacre Yes, I have. I don't really know the details, but I've definitely heard of it. Yeah, just an interesting tidbit. That did not happen in Florida. And Al Capone was supposedly at his Florida mansion vacationing at the time of that, where multiple people were gunned down from an opposing gang. And that he used that trip as his alibi for the St. Valentine's Day massacre so that he could kind of get out of that but anyway so we have all these people vacationing there of course they need to have drinks they need to have cocktails these are mobsters right so at the time they had to make speakeasies and the biltmore hotel has a huge suite on the 13th floor and it is two stories it's got multiple bedrooms a living room etc well, the mob had really kind of taken this suite over and turned it into kind of a speakeasy and a gambling hall where people could get together and gamble and have fun and, and have their cocktails. So on March 7th, 1929, so again, back in the 20s, this is a speakeasy at the time in a gambling hall. There was a mobster who was there and he was kind of a gritty guy. and His name was Thomas fatty walsh and he was known for a lot of things but he had been arrested numerous times he in fact was actually suspected of murder one of the things most notoriously known for is he was the former bodyguard of arnold the bankroll rothstein they all have these nicknames Lindsay. it gets very confusing <laughs> um so fatty so- was the bodyguard of the bankroll Yes, exactly. Fatty bodyguarded the bankroll dude. And essentially, three months prior to this incident in the Biltmore Hotel, the bankroll guy got murdered. And Fatty was kind of suspected of that murder. Mm -hmm. And they think that could be part of the reason that this took place. But they don't really know. So basically, Thomas Fatty Walsh was shot dead on the 13th floor in this amazing suite um, due to some sort of dispute. And like I said, there was a lot of different rumors. They thought, is this some sort of, you know, um, comeuppance because he potentially murdered this other guy and got away with it? There's all kinds of rumors that maybe it was like a liquor deal gone wrong, some sort of smuggling ring. Mm -hmm. The most common theory was a man named Eddie Wilson, who was also at the hotel the same night. Apparently, Fatty, Thomas Fatty Walsh, owed Eddie Wilson $8,000 in gambling debt. And that same night, Eddie Wilson approached Fatty Walsh and said, hey, you owe me money, essentially. And Fatty Walsh just kind of like laughed it off and then mocked him for having a lisp. So they think that's probably what caused it. And the police actually did accuse this Eddie Wilson character of murdering Fatty Walsh. And Eddie Wilson did actually end up fleeing to Cuba. And so I think he's a pretty good suspect probably but of course being the mob there's so many rumors and everything mm. going wild so that is one murder that we know happened on the property it's actually well documented This is Lisa, and are you ready to embark on the adventure of a lifetime? You've heard me delve into the world of haunted travel, exploring eerie locations, and uncovering spine-chilling tales. And now I'm thrilled to announce the launch of something very special to me, which is my own travel agency, brought to you by Your Haunted Holiday. As our listeners know, I'm not just passionate about haunted travel, I live and breathe it. From researching the most haunted destinations to planning unforgettable journeys, I'm here to make your travel dreams a reality. Whether you're seeking the thrill of a haunted location or craving a getaway to somewhere a little less spine-tangling, I've got you covered. And here's the best part, my services are absolutely free. So for several years, Lindsay, this place continues to just be this magnificent grand hotel. And then when World War II happens, the army actually commandeered the hotel and turned it into this massive army hospital where they would take people who were injured in World War II and then take them there essentially to get treated so there is no record as to how many people as a result of this died in the hotel however i would suspect there was probably quite a few being this huge hospital right there must have been a lot of patients in there based on just the size of the property if they were going to commandeer commandeer it and basically say we're not going to do business here anymore there must have been just a huge need for hospital beds considering this is World War II. I mean, you can go back to our first episode, the Marshall House, and that was way back during, you know, like the Civil War. This is much newer times when we're at World War II. I mean, I'm kind of shocked they took over a hotel for that. Yeah, they did, They and in fact, they even kind of like wrecked the place a little bit because think about it they had these like beautiful travertine floors in the hotel the army went in and like basically made it army grade and put linoleum over top of the travertine Mm. they even like sealed in some of the windows with concrete and they just kind of like messed it up to make it look more like a hospital for the army rather than a hotel well i mean that makes sense it needs to meet meet the need but yeah that's Unfortunate. And maybe it's, like, sanitation requirements, too. Like, what if they're worried, like, this sounds gross, but, like, body fluids will get soaked up in the travertine or something. Right. You know, could that be. could be part of it. So, I I mean, I think it's safe to say that quite a few people probably died on the property during that time and have a close connection to it. After World War II the property was actually just you know there nobody inhabited it it was just kind of sitting there unoccupied for years eventually in 1973 the city actually ended up taking ownership of the property and naming it a historic property of florida essentially and the city spent 55 million dollars and restored it and opened it again in 1983. So again, it was made, you know, this grand hotel. Eventually it did have to close for a couple years because the economy kind of crashed. And then as of today in 1992, all the way through today, it's been bought by a private company and they have done a massive overhaul and have completely restored it. So you can kind of, you know, see what it was like back in the day. And it's supposed to be the pictures, Lindsay, look amazing. It looks very, yeah. very fancy. Do I they like. still have a bar on the 13th floor? Or in the, yeah. I well, guess I in mean, the room 13 or something? That's a good, good question. So the 13th floor is where the um, speakeasy and the gambling hall was, but it wasn't really like an official hotel gambling hall. It was something that just mobsters and people like that kind of, rented that room out and turned it into that unofficially so today the room is actually still the same that from what i understand and from videos that i've seen you know it's gone through some general updates but it looks very similar to what it would have looked like back then in the 1920s but there's no like gambling hall or speakeasy because that wasn't officially part of the hotel. It was really just a massive suite people were using for that purpose. Okay, so we've talked about the history of the place. We know there's been a murder. We know people must have died as being part of the army hospital. I feel like in general, Lindsay, Hospitals must be haunted. 100%. Don't you think there's like hospitals today that are haunted? I mean, and we just don't notice it because the lights are on and it's renovated Mm -hmm. and looks nice. I mean, let's just say this. A shout out to our nurse friends because we have several of them. You know who you are. We've heard some stories. And we know that hospitals are haunted. Yeah, I think any place that used to be a hospital or maybe even is a hospital today, it's probably a good bet that you're going to find some ghosts there. So that just something interesting to think about, like if you have a hospital stay, like, mm-hmm. my gosh, like who knows what happened in that room? That's kind of scary to think about. So one of the more famous ghost stories and one of the more fun ones I kind of thought was... In between the time when it was really just kind of like a dilapidated building after World War II and nobody was there and it wasn't a hotel, it was just kind of closed down sitting there, High school kids used to like to sneak into the property of course because you know there's going to be stories oh look at this big creepy you know hotel that nobody's in anymore so they would go in a lot and apparently kids would tell stories about different things that they've seen so they would see kind of translucent figures floating around so like full body apparitions people would claim. They would also see apparitions of army soldiers. So going back to when it was a hospital, they would see actual army soldiers there in uniform. A lot of times, one of the biggest things was, you know, they would see these apparitions, but then they would vanish right before their eyes. That was kind of like the biggest thing people would talk about in particular, a lot of times people said they would feel like they got a tap on their shoulder. They would think it was maybe like a friend of theirs or something and then they would turn around there would be somebody and then they would vanish Mm. right away. Yeah, that's creepy. Right, very creepy. So a lot of stories from that time when it was just kind of like a rundown place. The biggest story about the Biltmore Hotel is of course on the 13th floor where Thomas Fatty Walsh was murdered and of course he's still haunting it he's still hanging out up there right thinks I could have guessed (laughs) yes (laughs) of course he is right so a lot of people will say that when you are in that room you might smell cigar smoke you might even hear somebody kind of like talking you might hear footsteps quite a bit But one of the things that I found fascinating, so in order, this is such a big suite that in order to even take the elevator there to the 13th floor, you have to have a room key to, you know, say I actually belong on the 13th floor. So if you're not staying there, you should not be able to access even the floor um, where this incident happened. However, on occasion, The elevator will actually go straight to the 13th floor, even if you selected something else, and the door will open. And they say that that is when this mobster is just kind of bored and wants some company. He'll set it off to go to the 13th floor. Hmm. So one of the more famous stories, and I find this creepy, is that a husband and wife were getting on the elevator to go to the fourth floor. They hit the fourth floor, but the elevator didn't stop on the fourth floor. It goes all the way to the 13th floor, and they just thought it was, like, malfunctioning or something, right? Mm -hmm. The door opens, and they're thinking the door's just going to close again, and then will go back down to the fourth floor door stays open for an unusually long amount of time so the wife actually steps out of the elevator to see what's going on and then the door immediately closes behind her so then she is the 13th floor now and her husband is still in the elevator and he now can't access it because you need a key to be able to access the 13th floor right So he goes downstairs and he's like, help, somehow this elevator took us to the 13th floor. My wife is up there. I can't get up there, you know, whatever. Yeah. So they go to let him up to the 13th floor and figure out what's happening. And apparently the wife was just like freaking out. She said she could like hear somebody walking in like the shadows and kind of like mumbling and talking. What? Yes. Like something trying to mess with her. Chills. That sounds so terrifying. It does. It really does. And who knows if that's just like Mumbling, legend. Mumbling. Walking in the shadows. <laughs> I mean, that's creepy. Super creepy. And It's like, it's a violent dude who's been accused of murder. Right. And all kinds of crimes. You Guess know? what? Guess what? People that, you know, watch some Martin Scorsese movies and they want to be a gangster. They're murderers, a lot of them. That's they right. They have a job to do. It's so true. I, I used to think forever. It's not that glamorous. I know. I used to think that it would be such a glamorous lifestyle. I don't know why. Like, I was always mesmerized by, like, Al Capone and, like, all these cool things that they're doing and, like, and I just thought it was the coolest thing. And then you watch Goodfellas and right. you're like, oh, well, wait a second. That doesn't look very fun. So the other thing that I did want to share with you guys about the 13th floor that I found really cool, I ran across this um, video on YouTube when I was doing my research and it is a video and it's called, it's by TV, and I will post a link to this on our episode page on the website at yourhauntedholiday.com. It's a long video, it's very good. They get all kinds of EVPs while they're investigating the 13th floor and they have some interesting things happen. So you can watch that. The reason I'm not playing any portions of it is because they do cuss a lot, especially at the end. So at the very end of the episode that they have on YouTube, They are messing with a Ouija board. And by the way, they had brought in like fake mobster hats and like balloons because they actually went on the anniversary of Thomas Fowdy Walsh's death. And they kind of like pretended to be mobsters to try to like get him riled up. And the balloons were to celebrate his death to like get him like super pissed off. Right. (laughs) So they're they're trying to antagonize this ghost And they have their camera set up and they're doing a Ouija board session, which, by the way, guys, I've used a Ouija board before, but I really don't recommend it, especially in your own home. But anyways, so they have the Ouija board set up and it's the two of them and they have these balloons kind of in the background that they had brought and they're just kind of asking different questions. And all of a sudden, the lights go out and not even a second later, one of the balloons Pops like super loud. Ooh. It was really crazy. Uh, so, if you're interested, watch it. However, if this is one of the kiddos, like maybe our niece and nephew that I know like to listen to this, don't pull it up because there's adult words. <laughs> <laughs> um, especially when the balloon pops, because as you can ima- imagine, Lindsay, they're like, that's effing nuts. You know, like they're going crazy. Right. 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 So, that's why I didn't want to play the clip but it's a good video and I'll make sure to include it on our website. So go check it out. So if you want to stay at the Biltmore hotel, it is going to cost you a pretty penny. So to give you an idea, one of the things that I saw on their website that I thought was interesting and totally up my alley, They have a very lavish Sunday brunch. And on their website, they say it is one of the most celebrated and lavish Sunday brunches in the country. Things that they highlight are things like caviar, smoked salmon, shellfish. It's topped off by like a dessert wall. There's unlimited champs. I mean, it sounds sounds amazing. We need to go do this. Well, wait. How much do you think it costs? For just the brunch? Yeah, per adult. Unlimited shamps, dessert wall. I'm going to say like 50 bucks a person. It is $90. What? For adults. So oh, they better have some lobster tails, unlimited. I mean, it does say shellfish, so they might have wow. that kind of thing. I mean, I it's mean- possible. Then okay. But I'm not going to pay it, but... I mean, maybe on a really special... For those of you out there that want to, go for it. Maybe if it's like a really special occasion or something, I could see doing that. You know, like a birthday. I mean, I would be willing to spend that on a birthday. It sounds pretty great. Like if we were in the Miami area, we might have to look at that. I mean, just the words dessert wall sound very interesting to me. So had me at unlimited champs. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so Sunday Brunch is something I think you gotta check out. Now, they do not do any sort of ghost tour at this hotel. Um, In fact, you cannot really find anything about the ghosts on their website. They used to, for years, have kind of like a resident storyteller that would go every week and and it was really popular and they would, you know, tell the ghost stories and things that they've heard have happened over the years and people loved it. Well, for whatever reason, the hotel just kind of like decided to stop doing it, I think, that they didn't really want to, like, feed into that ghost reputation anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's not, like, a ghost tour or anything like that that you can do on the property. Now, to stay in a basic hotel room, so, like, probably their lowest end, is going to cost you $368 a night. So, again, very fancy. Maybe like an anniversary weekend or, you know, something like that. And these are – you've you've seen pictures. These are nice rooms. These are nice rooms, yes. This this is no dump. It's not dusty. It looks pretty fancy. Okay. Now, um, I did find on their website the 13th floor. It's not labeled as like the 13th floor murder room, right? (laughs) It's labeled as – Two bedroom, two floors with 360 degree views, including a living and dining room, and it's 1800 square feet. Wow, it's bigger That's than bigger, my house! It's bigger than my condo. Yeah, it's a little bit bigger than my house, which is wild. Guess how much that costs a night? I'm gonna say, I'm gonna go out. I think this is a high guess, maybe. I'm gonna say like 1500 a night. Pretty close. $1, $1,988. Wow. So it's actually a little bit higher than what you're saying. So pretty close to two grand a night. But it's huge. So this is not going to be the type of place where you just go stay, like, two people. Like, you probably right. need to bring a group to, an unless you're Oprah or something. You know what no. I mean? Like, then obviously you just get it yourself. But most of us are not Oprah. And so we would need to split the cost among a large group of people to enjoy that I don't see it in my stars I'm gonna be honest with you Lindsay I'm no. not I'm not seeing that 13th floor suite in our future yeah for those of you folks though that can't afford this please book it go to the brunch on Sunday send us an email at your at gmail and tell us all about it and we expect you to do a little ghost hunting and send us the details 100 percent so we want to live vicariously through you this time because this is way out of my price range now the basic room still out of my price range but maybe on like a special occasion I might decide to do it but I certainly wouldn't book it for more than a couple nights and even that would be a real splurge for me to do absolutely so If you want to go to this Ritzy Hotel, please tell us all about it. And it's not just the 13th floor that's supposed to be haunted. Remember, it was a hospital during World War II. So there are other ghost stories throughout the property. A lot of, you know, army soldiers that have been seen in rooms. Women kind of like hovering above your bed at night. That kind of stuff. Um, Very typical ghost stories, I think, throughout the rest of the of the property so please let us live vicarious through vicariously through you and tell us email us at yourhauntedholiday at gmail.com if you've stayed here or if you're planning to stay here we want to hear all about it we also want to hear any ghost story you have if you got a good ghost story that you want us to share We'll be happy to hear it, and we might even share it with everybody. So remember, we are available on all social media platforms. Well, I don't know about all, but most. So Facebook, you can search for Your Haunted Holiday, Instagram, as well as Twitter. And be sure, if you're on Apple Podcasts, make sure to rate us five stars and leave us a good review. Thank you all so much for listening. Thank you.